Do you love winter camping? Do you hate it? Today I'm going to talk about how to survive and not even just survive, but actually have a good time and be comfortable when winter camping. So whether you are a devout winter camper or if you hate it, I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments. Check out the episode and let me know your thoughts because I want to hear from you guys. I feel like I hear all the time that people's seasons end when winter starts. And I kind of feel like so many people are just missing out, right? Like that to me is the best time of the season to get out. Sure, there are some challenges that come with winter camping, but with the right gear and a few of these ideas that I'm gonna talk about in this episode today, you can enjoy winter camping too, even if you don't currently. So in this video, I'm gonna cover what exactly you need to stay dry and comfortable. And in the end, I'm gonna give you a few cheats and tips to really up your winter camping game. So make sure you stay tuned till the end. So let's get into it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So let's start with part one, essential gear for winter overlanding slash dispersed camping. The key to staying warm ultimately is going to come down to your gear. As much as you may be a cold-blooded person or a warm-blooded person, you still need the proper gear to make sure that you're going to have a good time when you're out overlanding or camping in the winter. So one of the first things that you're gonna to need to think about is your clothing, right? So if you are going out in the winter, it's one of the places where you may want to invest a little bit more money than you generally would, would be in the clothes that you're gonna wear. They need to be waterproof and they need to be warm for the conditions that you're gonna be in. Are you in single digits or negative temps? Are you gonna be in 30s and that's cold to you? It kind of just depends on the temperatures that you're gonna be at, what kind of gear you need to get. But just make sure that you look for the gear that is going to be right for the temperatures that you're going to be in. It's going to be waterproof. It's going to keep you dry. has Gore-Tex or something like that in it just to make sure that your trip is the best that it can possibly be. Next, after you figure out your clothing, then you need to think about your sleeping situation, right? What is your sleeping bag rated for? One thing to keep in mind is that those ratings on sleeping bags are generally survivability ratings. So let's say that you have a zero degree bag. What that means is you will survive in zero degree temps. Doesn't mean you'll be comfortable. Doesn't mean you're gonna enjoy your trip. If you are going out in really low temps, like single digits or negative digits, uh, then you're gonna to wanna to get a colder sleeping bag. You're gonna to wanna to shoot for like a negative 30, negative 40 bag. That means you could survive in those temps and then you would be comfortable in like zero, 10 degrees, that kind of thing. So go overkill on your sleeping bag. When you're talking about temps, go as low as you possibly can if you're gonna be in colder temps and that'll make you sleep a lot better. Another important piece of gear that not a lot of people think about is your tent slash shelter, right? If you have a rooftop tent, if you have a ground tent, they make different kinds. They make some that are more for like a summer type style. Um, I've got a bunch of those tents that are basically like open on the top with a bunch of screen. Those aren't ideal for winter. That's gonna let all the cold air in. It's not gonna insulate you at all. So you wanna look at the type of tent that you're gonna get. Make sure that it's rated for multiple seasons or specifically for winter so that it's gonna insulate you a little bit and keep some of that heat in that either your body is generating or something like a diesel heater or propane heater may be generating to kind of keep you warm and keep it in the tent. 
Um, next would be something like your stove, right? So again, you've just got to think about where you're going to be cooking, what you're going to be doing. Are you going to be cooking in the tent? Because then that stove could produce heat as well, just to kind of keep your tent a little bit warmer. Some people run those little tiny wood burning stoves in like an ice fishing hut. I think that's a really cool idea and would be a great setup if you're big into winter. If you want to go out and kind of be static for a longer period of time, so you want to take the time to set that up, set up your stove, get a wood burning stove going in there. That could heat your tent. It could cook all your food, warm up your coffee or tea, drinks, that kind of thing, and uh, and sort of serve multiple purposes, which I think is a really neat idea. And then another thing that maybe doesn't have to do specifically with the temperatures, but a good headlamp. So when you get to camp, especially if you get there after dark or at night, or if you need to just like move around at night and get things set up or tear things down or cook or whatever, having a good headlamp will basically allow you to move faster with all your tasks. I can tell you I have historically been really bad about remembering to bring my headlamps or, you know, thinking through things that uh, deep. And so I get out there and in the winter it's pitch black and I'm freezing and I can't find my gear and it just, everything just takes longer, right? So having a good headlamp can reduce the amount of time you have to be out in the elements, which can keep you warmer longer. But by having the right types of gear with you, you can extend your time in nature and you can have a better, more comfortable winter camping or overland. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. trip. All right, so now let's move on to tips for sort of how to enjoy and how to stay active during your trip. So part number one, stay active. The more stuff that you do, the more that you're up and moving around, the warmer you're going to be, the less you're going to have to deal with the cold just kind of biting through your clothing, you know, maybe freezing your toes, freezing your extremities, that kind of thing. If you are up and active, if you are chopping firewood, if you're, you know, playing games with your kids, if you are, you know, going on trips and, and hitting trails and stuff like that with your heat running, the more stuff that you can do, the more active you can stay, the warmer you're going to be and the more comfortable you're going to be and the more fun you're going to have on your trip. Um, another thing that I think a lot of people don't think about and they probably kind of neglect because it's cold and it's a little bit of extra work is eating well. So yeah, you might have to break out the stove in the middle of the day to cook yourself a more hearty, better lunch versus like just eating a cold meat sandwich or something like that. But by again, being active, being in front of a warm stove, cooking a good meal and filling up your body with calories, that's going to help you burn a little bit warmer, help you stay a little bit warmer in those cold temps. Another thing that, I, again, I think a lot of us take for granted, I know I just deal with it if I get wet, if my shoes get soaked, if my pants get soaked, you just kind of deal with it. But honestly, staying dry in the cold temps is super important and will, again, improve the quality of your trip and also make you a lot happier during the day. So think about staying dry. If you get wet, bring extra clothes, have some backups of boots, shoes, um, you know, again, with the right gear, hopefully you won't be getting as wet. But if you do, have some backups so that you can change and then up your body temperature that way. Um, another thing that is almost kind of a cheat is, you know, the chemical hand warmer, something like a hot hands. Uh, I use those things all the time. If it's really, really cold and my gloves just aren't cutting it, I pop one down on each side of each hand and my hands are warm. Same with your boots. You can throw one or two of those down in there for to keep your feet warm and it just improves the quality of your trip so much. And they're very simple as a solution and very inexpensive. Um, some other things that may seem like extra are, you know, just making your camp a little bit cozier. Bring an extra blanket that you're not going to use to sleep necessarily, but that you could use sitting in your chair to, again, keep in some of that heat, make you a little bit warmer. If you're at home and you get cold, what do you do? You grab a blanket, right? When you're out at camp, 
if you don't think about it, you're not going to have that stuff. But if you plan ahead a little bit and say, you know what, I want a nice comfy chair, I want an extra blanket, maybe even a heated blanket or a heated seat pad, something like that, to make me more comfortable at camp so I can stay out a little bit longer before I have to hit my tent and turn on my heater, um, then that will make your trip all the more enjoyable. So again, if you stay active, if you kind of prepare a little bit more for these trips, it's going to make you have a little bit better experience. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So then lastly, let's talk about cheats and next level tips. Like how do you really elevate your game above just being somewhat comfortable or surviving? How do you get to the point where you really, really love winter camping? And I'm gonna tell you some tips for that that I have learned over the years that have completely changed my camping. I've always liked camping in the winter, but now I love camping in the winter. I feel like I can get so much more exposure to new campsites and things like that where people aren't because no one's out because it's cold. Because I can sort of deal with those cold temps, I get to do a bunch more stuff. I get to do a lot more exploring. I get to try out a bunch of new campsites that normally wouldn't be open. So there's just a ton of advantages if you can do these cheats and tips, they will really increase the, the love that you have for winter camping. All right, so number one is the diesel heater. This is a game changer for winter overlanding. Um, I can tell you I did not have a diesel heater until about a year ago, but since I got the diesel heater, I mean, I've gone in negative 11 temps. I've gone in all kinds of crazy temperatures that I would have never gone in before or I would have been miserable in before. Now I I'm looking forward to it. I'm like, get as cold as you can. I'm going to just crank up my diesel heater, right? Um, as far as which diesel heater, I will put a link in the description down below to the one that I'm using. I'm using a really inexpensive one. I actually recently just got a slightly nicer Vivor branded unit um, that I'm going to be mounting into my truck so that I have that when I need it. Um, but it doesn't really matter. Like there are, there are some that range from three to 500. There are like Propex heaters that are thousands. Um, I just bought literally the cheapest diesel heater that I could find. And it was a little over a hundred bucks and I've been running it for that last year so far, probably run it seven, eight times. No problems. I literally just plug it in, hold the button for a second. It turns on, it does all of its warm up stuff. It runs all night, turn it off the next day and that's it. So all in one unit, super, super nice and great uh, value for the money. And again, has completely changed my, my whole experience with winter camping. One thing to think about with diesel heaters though too, just as a transparency caveat here, is you do have to have the power to run it. A lot of these things will take 150 to 175 watts or amps to sort of start up and run. And then once they start running, then they drop as far as their power consumption goes. But you do have to have a power bank that will run that initially. I can tell you that some of my power banks have not had the capacity to initially run through that. They will shut themselves down as a protective measure. One that I've heard of that does really well, I've heard from multiple people, are the EcoFlows. Those seem to not have any problem running heaters. So if you're gonna, you know, if you're looking for one of those, I'll put a link to a couple of those in the description that I know people have run that have had really good luck with. But just so you know, it's not just the diesel heater, which is really inexpensive. It's primarily the biggest expense is having some sort of a power bank or a battery that can run it. Another tip that I can give you that comes from, a, you know, a lot of experience experience doing this is get set up early. Every time that you get into camp super late and it's dark, the temps are dropping, it's getting colder and colder, it gets really hard to set everything up. Like it's so cold, your fingers don't work to, you know, 
attach your diesel heater or to set up your tent or to get your ladder out. Like my ladder froze on my last trip. It actually was frozen solid and I couldn't get my ladder down to go up into my rooftop tent. So the earlier that you can get there and kind of get set up, give yourself like an extra bump of time, a half hour, hour before you think you need to be there just so that you have time to get set up while it's still light outside, while the temps are a little bit warmer and it will increase the, the happiness that you've got for sure when you're camping versus again, being miserable, setting up in the colder temps with less light. Um, it's just not as good of an experience. Get there a little early and set up early. And then kind of my final, you know, advanced tip, if you will, is it is always colder the next morning. So if you go to bed and it's 20 degrees at night, when you wake up the next morning, it might be zero degrees, it might be negative five. So the more that you can do the night before to get pre-packed down, the less you have to do the next morning, the less miserable you're gonna be. So let me give you some examples. So maybe I have my awning set up, right? Not a huge ask, but maybe it takes me five to 10 minutes to kind of set it up, pull it all down, that sort of thing. Um, you've got your rooftop tent set up, you've got your diesel heater set up. Let's say you have your chair out by the fire, let's say you have a portable fire pit. All those things are things that you're gonna to have to deal with in freezing temps right after waking up, um, and it's just a lot to do that following day. So what I will do oftentimes is at night, as I'm getting ready to go to bed, I'll go ahead and pack up my chair because I know I'm gonna wake up the next morning and I'm either gonna be hitting the trails or I'm gonna be leaving. So knowing that, I go ahead and I pack down my chair and I put it away before I go to bed. I go ahead and I close up my awning because I'm not gonna be under it anymore. I'm not cooking anything else, I'm not using it anymore. So I go ahead and I pack down my awning the night before so that I don't have to deal with it the next day. Um, obviously you gotta leave your diesel heater set up, you gotta leave your rooftop tent set up so there are some things you can't get away from you know, having to tear down the next day. But again, if you can just be smart about it and reduce as much as you possibly can by pre-packing some stuff, that'll give you a better experience overall in winter camping. So that was pretty much it for this episode, guys. I hope that those tips and tricks were helpful for you. If they were, click that like button if you're on YouTube. If you are not already, make sure to click that subscribe button. I'd love to have you as a subscriber on YouTube. If you're listening on the podcast, thanks so much for listening there. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed it. Again, with these tips, I think you guys will have great winter campouts slash overlanding trips, and I hope that some of you get out and extend your seasons a little bit more and try out winter camping. Um, post up in the comments down below with any questions you've got. Also in the description down below will be links to everything I mentioned in the video, as well as all my social channels, Patreon. Uh, there's a Facebook group for newbie overlanders. So there's tons of awesome info in the description down below. Just go check that out and come hang out wherever you'd like. Um, but again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next time.